0: Matt Wensing. Peter Soom, how are you? Two, two times in a week.
1: That's right, because you're a busy man. You're about to head off.
0: Yes, gotta sign off this episode before I uh, go on vacation.
1: Yeah, how about that?
0: So uh, we'll record this and then I'll edit it and then I'll be out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll be miss- checking my email. I'll miss you but
1: i'm glad we're doing this so our listeners get another beat
0: <laughs> i told one of my partners that uh they could they could reach me via email but uh, if they had any uh buck reports or anything i'd forward them to bjorn it felt good to be able to yeah. say that <laughs> Ooh, yeah that is a that's a milestone for sure <laughs> yeah yeah so well it's been five days since we recorded um which is almost a week, or it's almost been a week. Um, on my end, it's been a pretty exciting week. Actually, I've felt a lot of momentum, which I, I think you were able to tell. And um, yeah, yeah, I got, I got, um, I uh, I had some nice progress with one of my largest potential partners, and um, they are a big organization, and they have a lot of solution engineers and stuff like that. And um, one of them have been testing Brange and we've been iterating on our integration with them. And he tested it this week. Um, he kind of like started over to try, you know, the from zero to one experience of the integration now that we kind of revamped it. Um, and he was very excited about it. He uh, He said, awesome. this is the easiest thing I've ever set up and uh, and he he took the basically the command that branch generates he took that command and tried to do the same thing in in github actions mm-hmm. so you know he was kind of cheating cuz branch had already generated the command for him via the recipe um, and he took that to github actions and he said it was something like 70 commits before he had a green <laughs> uh, belt or a deployment wow um, yeah, and the best thing was that he said all of this in front of one of, you know, um one of the the people right. that I'm working with on, on a like a partnership level. Yeah. Um, and That's I was awesome. like, you know, <laughs> I was so excited to hear this guy just praising the product and be super excited about it. That's great. Um, yeah, it felt so good. Like all the stuff that we've been doing in the past f- months just came together in that moment and Beautiful. It, it felt really good. Yeah. Yeah. He was very excited about it and basically the conclusion from that meeting was that just not really much holding them back from beginning to recommend this to their customers mm. and kind of like, you know, have it in their general tool belt. Um and they haven't had anything really that they recommend it because as they told me like before they can recommend something, they need to be pretty confident that it'll work for the customer. So it won't be a poor experience for them Mm -hmm. because it'll reflect on them as well, if they recommended it. Um, but they, they feel good about this and they feel like they're ready to, to start recommending branch as a solution to how do we get automated deployment set up, um, which is super exciting. So the only thing that was left was for them to have a resource to send people to, um, which we also sorted out this week with a guide. Wow. Yeah, so that was really awesome. And then the guide got a lot of traction and I got some nice inbound partnership interest um, out of that. Oh yeah. Like one of the largest names I can think about in this space. <laughs> um, Like literally, it's it's hard for me to think about a larger name. (laughs) Yeah, um, that's incredible. That have been aggressively doing acquisitions in the WordPress space. Um, Like a C-suite executive from their company reached out to me and was like, "Hey, how how could we get on the hosting company list and do a partnership?" And uh, they're working on stuff with their API, and they want to make sure that it was aligned with what they would need to integrate with Branch. Mm. which I thought was pretty exciting to hear that's cool do you
1: it it makes me think like as you're sharing this that this is a long road and a long path to get to where you are and th- that's not a bad thing but what I'm thinking is it's kind of a playbook that's expensive to run um, if you think about like the bootstrapping versus taking mm-hmm. some funding perspective like it's gonna have a higher payoff. If it works, we're, we're finding yeah. out right now in Q3. But, um, yeah, this you know, if you, if you look through the playbook of like ways to start your SaaS, so <laughs> that's the, not this. The, isn't it? Yeah, this is in, this is on the more expensive uh, part of the menu, right? And so, yeah. um, and it's maybe just even worth, risky. Yeah, it pro- probably like a higher chance that it doesn't work because you've said before um, that you're committed to fully exploring, testing uh, this way of going to market with these hosting companies, these partners. And yeah. we know that's a traction channel um, partnerships yeah. and business development. Um, but you're really not even interested in the alternative. Well, you might find another alternative, you might find an alternative, but you're not interested in the Peter going door to door, trying to sell this product or, uh, method
0: no i yeah at least not at the moment um it's kind of what I wanted to talk about today because I just sent out uh, my investor update because I wanted to get it out before I went on vacation and I did my q3 planning yesterday and today as well and it just it felt nice to have the q3 plan sorted out and the investor update out before I left uh, for vacation mm-hmm. and just kind of like you know when I come back there's like a fresh start and and, an, and a plan to follow
1: yeah
0: um and my investor update um that i sent out today was it's a bit different than the one i usually send out because usually it's pretty it's always the same it has three sections it's plans or progress plans and problems and then it's got a little section for my mood and just like the numbers <laughs> and stuff um I really yeah, like the so mood that's... part.
1: I I've been tempted to steal the mood part, but I just don't think I it, it wouldn't be authentic and I'd feel like I was <laughs> I was stealing. But it's it's really good. It's these little emojis yeah. and then a percentage next to each one and it just it's the qualitative part. It's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's got three different emojis. So one is like a, a like a super excited one with like star eyes. And the other one is the thinking emoji, like kind of like scratching its itch. Mm-hmm. And the last one is like a freaking out um emoji. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 it's just good. Like I reflect about that like every, every month and like, where do I feel like I'm at? Yeah. Um, but this time I decided to kind of like update my investors and advisors. There are a few people on that email list that aren't investors, um, about sort of my, my current thinking on this business and is like this opportunity, um, in particular. And mm-hmm. um, so I started out with a like a, f- a short financial update just to, you know, kind of like set the stage for how long, like how long can we do what we do right now? And like, what are their alternatives, if we mm-hmm. do different things? And then the other part was, yeah, basically, my thinking about the the business opportunity that I see with Brange right now. And um, I just felt like it would be good to share that, uh, to make sure that people understood where i was and it's the same thing like here in this podcast i kind of like wanted to talk about it a bit because i feel like where i'm at right now it's and i mentioned this in the in the investor update as well it's been almost two years now since i registered the domain name for branch which and you do that of course as soon as you have the idea right mm-hmm. um, so it's been a while already and branch is it has very little revenue and i mean for all purposes like it's uh, it's essentially pre-revenue still right and it's something people always are really surprised to hear um especially when i talk about these partnerships and stuff that we're setting up and you know there's a large like we have quite a few users on the platform but not so much revenue and why is that and i think especially in the bootstrap uh bootstrapper community people are used to more like linear trajectory where you you hustle one customer at a time, and you kind of build up like a solid base, um, month mm-hmm. over month. And w- I think that's very noble. Um, but it's not really how I think about um, what I'm doing. And that's kind of like what I tried to explain. in then that up, uh, that, uh, that update that you also got. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically like my where i'm at right now in my thinking is that the the thing like basically i was trying to think like what is this business right now because Mm. um from the outside it might look like it's a SaaS business okay so you're just making a lot of assumptions like you know there's like certain activities that you need to do and you have a product and you you know you get some feedback from your users and you learn some stuff and you build some more and you have some traction channels set up you know people have all sort of assumptions about what a business might look like. um, But basically the way that I'm thinking about the business right now is, of course we have a product that's branch, right? That's, that's the product we have, mm. but it's not really, a, it's not a business just because you have a product. That's just a thing you have like an asset. Mm. So mm-hmm. like, how, like what's making it a business. And I think right now, like the the business that I'm trying to see if it works is, can I like can I connect with all these hosting companies and solve a problem for them and work with them and use them both as like you know to understand the needs of their customers and their customers is my potential market. Mm-hmm. And can they help me with distribution? And is it is it like a win-win, you know, strategy that with a lot of business development and and stuff like that we can we can we can make it work um so the the business right now for me like the way i i think about it is the business opportunity is to have a lot of conversations with these hosting companies and work with them and do business development so a lot of the a lot of the business stuff right now is business development and it's me trying to figure out if it's if it's a, a like it's, i'm still testing out if it's a good business um but that's like the core part of the opportunity if i don't know if that makes sense but
1: yeah i, I mean here's
0: so i'll, I'll interrupt
1: uh, a little bit yeah. and say yeah. like you raised money right yeah. and it was at a valuation that was independent of your revenue correct yeah right so it's already an established fact that the people that believe in branch aren't valuing it currently based on its revenue right Uh, yeah that's correct yeah and and they're not they're not valuing it uh anytime in the near future based on revenue because if if you think about a valuation a revenue-based valuation um like a forward multiple or something the valuation that you raise it from tiny seed is nowhere uh, it's it's nowhere near three times your profit, right? You are a no. profitable business, and it doesn't even make sense. And even when you are profitable, three times that it's going to take a while. You may not be profitable for for a long time. Um, it just yeah. depends. But um, <clears throat> I say all that just because y- th- there's a there's a phrase called which I call enterprise value, which is what is branch actually worth to the world, to the market, to investors, yeah. to you. It's it's, can you create something that others can't, right, or aren't? And, mm. and you mentioned the product is like an asset that, that you have. I guess I would, I don't know if disagree, at least adjust it a little bit and say, for some reason, the product that you built is really hard for other people to build. Or they just, or mm. maybe it's just hard. And, and by the way, I don't just mean it's hard for them to technically build it. I mean, it's hard for them to prioritize Building it the right way. And understand it. Right. So if you were to flip this around a little bit, like as, as a thought experiment, let's say that you didn't focus on the product as much as you have, and you focused on revenue earlier, et cetera. And you went into that meeting yesterday or the day before. Yes. And the guy said, yeah, after like 10 or 12 tries, it worked, which you know <laughs> is normal for how these kinds of products and i mean so i'm used to that i mean it's 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 good don't get me wrong it's good um so i'm pretty sure we're going to recommend it right and he turns to the other guy and the guy's like yeah i think we should just we should talk about this a little bit more and and then recommend it like would you add it to our solution center or something like that yeah would you be fulfilling your promise to would you be Fill in the shoes of your enterprise valuation, right? Of your enterprise value, mm. you actually wouldn't because they didn't say like, "Oh, Peter, we're so excited to to meet you and sit down with you and talk." Um, what's your revenue like?
0: Yeah, you, you know, yeah. So, so I think like, and that's like that's an important piece, <laughs> right? That's 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 why I don't care so much about the revenue right now, and that's why. But I feel like I have to defend it as like the first thing when people are asking me how's Branch doing. Because in my mind, it's doing really well, and there is all this momentum. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of revenue, but like, I'm not trying to make a lot of revenue right now. Revenue
1: is the most liquid form of value, and so everybody <laughs> likes to focus on it, right? But yeah. it's actually not the hardest thing for companies that are established to create. Potentially, it's no how yeah, how, how, how much does how much does it cost for them to open up a new or additive revenue channel. So let's let, take a step back. Take a big company like, I don't know, Coca-Cola, right? In order for Coca-Cola to like meaningfully increase its revenue, they have to buy entire other companies, right? Yeah. They, they can't just, and it's not, and, and by, I mean, they have to buy established companies that are bringing in a ton of revenue. That's the only yeah. way. Otherwise, Everything else is purely like a strategic R&D kind of acquisition. It's, we don't care about your revenue because we're Coca-Cola. Yeah. We can bring you revenue. What we have is we can get you on every store shelf in the world. Yeah, we have the <laughs> most insane
0: distribution ever. Yeah,
1: exactly. We have the bottling company. We have every shelf at Walmart, every Walmart shelf in the world. We have every tap at every McDonald's in the world. What we need more of is... X And that X is almost certainly not distribution or revenue, which is a result of distribution times product. What they yeah. are wishing for is the product piece. So it, it all has to do with the market that you're going into and what you're trying to prove. And I think revenue is it's a lagging indicator when you need to create the thing first. And the thing you need to create to get people's attention is not $4,000 a month in MRR. Right. If you'd walked into that meeting yesterday that, yeah. with $4,000 a month in MRR, it would have made no, it would have meant nothing to them and it would have made no difference. Yeah. In fact, your outcome, if you had to pick, your outcome would have been worse. So again, you're just the play in the playbook that you chose is a product centric one
0: and it's yes. a revenue
1: lagging one. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> that's that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's
0: kind of like why I started the, the investor update with the financial update because I wanted to give. Like, I wanted to make sure that everyone understood that I, c- I can do this for a while, like the way I run this thing right now. Like, I have time to figure things out. I also said that if in the next quarter I don't see enough, you know, uh, results from the partnerships, then I might start to think that it's not the right thing. And and then I maybe I want to, you know, point my runway toward either like another business around the same product or an entirely different product. Like, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think I will see results because I'm already seeing results right now. But I'm just saying, with with the way um, the financials work right now, I can do this for quite a long time. And specifically, what I said in the update was that the way our uh, burn rate is right now, and our annual run rate i i have 19 months which is quite a lot in in startup world right mm-hmm.
1: um
0: and then the other thing i kind of said and why like i i care so much about these p- uh, partnerships and why i don't just try to hustle this is something we talk about a lot like especially in our private slack conversations why don't we just hustle and you know yeah. go out and abc stuff like that um But the thing I've kind of realized, especially over the past year is that CICD, um, as a, as a product is becoming very commoditized and it's like Mm -hmm. the way it's built is almost like electricity. Like you just, you pay for how many hours it's running Mm -hmm. or minutes in some cases. Right. And, um, and there's not like there's not a lot of differentiate differentiation differentiation yeah. like most of the the products are using exactly the same underlying technology they have different interfaces and stuff like that but it's basically all the same like even branch is the same as everyone else but with the stuff we've done around positioning and also just like being in the WordPress space and solving all the problems that WordPress developers run into um, and especially, more specifically, agencies and freelancers, um, and positioning ourselves as a deployment tool that—that's a value add on top of the utility. So that's that's the only way, in my mind, that we can we can make this work as like a little not bootstrapped, but with a bootstrapper mentality, maybe, mm-hmm. um, or like just you know with the Pretty small amount of funding that we have taken can make this work. So, you know, we've chosen a small niche of the overall market so we can make a product that's, you know, 10 times better than the other tools for that specific uh, audience. And we also like, we focus more of our energy on the deployment part, which is more of a value uh, add, maybe than just like running um, NPM for you. Mm -hmm. Then we can actually, we can actually, uh, Make this work is what I believe. And then when when you look at that, like the most obvious way that we can make it work is to go through partnerships with the hosting companies because they literally, like the types of customer that they care the most about are literally the same customers that we care about. Mm. It's the agencies and the freelancers, but especially the agencies. And also like, they all are faced with the problem that Branch solves, and it's just it's it's I, like either they'll have to offer their own solution, or they'll have to like guide their customers towards um, a third party solution, which is is going to be Branch, hopefully, because we you know have knowledge about their platforms and it's all built into the product. Mm-hmm. And like, I be- I think basically what I've concluded is if I can't make that work. Then, like, there's no way I can make this business work overall. Um, because that's just like such an obvious opportunity that I really, really want to capture and go after.
1: Mm. That makes sense. I mean, it's you understand the map here, that the industry map really well, and the route that you're running across that map is very specific to the abilities and the incentives and the defenses and the weaknesses of the people that are already there and you know the alternative is what are you going to do compete directly or not partner with these folks or just go like are you going to build your own distribution from scratch like that's just a that's just not it's just not a good strategy um not when folks are ready willing and able to distribute what you have and um you know, your real competition isn't the hosting companies, by the way. That That's not the competition here, in a sense. So, at least that's not how it's positioned right now. No, no. And so, you'd be, you know, I, it's hard for me to think of, like, what you should be doing instead that would be higher leverage. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think my job is just to remove all the obstacles or like all the objections that hosting companies have about recommending branch to their customers. Mm -hmm. And some of them are harder than others. Like one of the, some of them are trust and that's what we talked about last time. Like some of these companies I've talked to them for one and a half years Um, and it's starting to show results now. But the good thing is that no, like, other like no new player in the space can just go in and instantly just like sign a deal with all the hosting companies i don't believe that is possible at least there's no shortcut anyway right so this is exactly this is what needs to be done yeah yeah and uh, that's kind of like my bet and and that's why like there's probably ways i could find out how to go out and hustle to get you know three or four k extra mrr or something like that um to extend the run rate a little bit um but, you know, maybe I'll have to do that at one point, like if you're running out of money or something like that, but it's not, it's not really connected to the, the, the opportunity that I'm going after. Like, it doesn't really, like it's, it, it would be almost like focusing on another business because that's not like the, that's not the business I'm, I'm in with branch right now, at least in my mind, like the way I think about it. So I, I don't mean, care so much about that.
1: I don't think it's a business model that's going to justify your valuation.
0: No <laughs> right, right, right. If also you start
1: that. if you start adding five hundred thousand dollars a month in MRR, um, it's just too slow, and it's not yeah. going to be worth enough. It's not going to be interesting it's, to you it's... either. And and then and then, and then and then you lose the founder. And what's the point? You know, it's it's. But dead. that
0: explain like you know pe- people and especially in our space, you know, there's a thing with um, you know VCs where if you don't have any revenue, like you're still talking about dreams and you still like, you, you get these insane valuations. But then as soon as you have revenue, um, you won't get the same valuation because now it's no longer a dream. Like now you can just look at the numbers and see what what you're doing. And and I think people in our space, ha- like they find that ridiculous and they, they have a hard time understanding why it, a business wouldn't be worth more if it had revenue. But the thing is, the you have revenue but because your revenue is small like you're not proving that you have like a super super exciting business opportunity no longer and maybe it's delusional I don't know if it's delusional but the thing is I if this works the way I hope it works like the trajectory will be much different than any other like path forward I can see right now yeah it, okay so <laughs>
1: It's not why why is that true? It's not the presence of revenue. Slack has revenue. Slack had Slack <laughs> Slack had revenue at some point and they kept raising money at that point. But not all revenue is equal, right? Not every yeah. dollar of revenue is worth as much as every other dollar of revenue. And if you tell me that you you know the extreme version is like services revenue always gets docked in evaluation exercise. Now services revenue on top of an enterprise product, you know, that's different. Um, that that's looked upon as like this thing that makes the revenue sticky, but look, like how you made that money and how quickly that money's growing and, uh, you know, the margins on that and the potential for more of that, that all mm-hmm. is what, that all matters. The scalability. So, yeah. The scalability of it. So like, again, hustling to bring in dollars is a very different Thing And this is the trap that you can fall into as any kind of established businesses. Okay, whatever it takes to bring in money. So does that customer need a special feature? Do they need a custom feature? Do we need to, you know, build a PowerPoint deck? Do we need to do this? Do we need to do that? And do we need to build this little side project? <laughs> right? Like, you, you know, a, a sophisticated, I'll just say analyst, but we'll look at the revenue streams, what they're attached to, how they're, how that money's made. And how the leads are made to create that revenue, and like if you if you decompose the business, if you decompose the revenue, and you find out where it's coming from, what's exciting is knowing that you you know is understanding all of that. Again, what you just said, the business is the it's the machinery that generates the revenue (laughs) that's
0: worth something,
1: not the revenue itself.
0: Maybe I could squeeze my WP Pusher customers and force them to sign up for Branch and bring in like a couple thousand dollars in MRR pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. and so what like (laughs) there's only so many of them right
1: that's right you just yeah so there's diminishing returns on on doing that right
0: yeah and Uh, and it kicks in really fast yep
1: and then it's done and and then what yeah what's next what's next yeah yeah
0: so i i just felt a need to like try to explain this and how i how i think about it and i think like basically what i'm trying to say is that i i what i hope i'm doing right now is i'm setting the stage for for this business and it's like you know before you can open up your restaurant like there's a, so much stuff you need to have in place like administration stuff and you know your menu and you need to hire the right people and you need to I mean there's just so many things before you can open the doors and like technically the doors are open for branch but I don't I'm not I don't plan on being like a you know, the guy with like a menu sign attached to my chest, like walking up and down the <laughs> the streets to like, try to get people into my restaurant. Like I, like I'm, I'm trying, I, like, I don't want to open it before I found like a, a, a consistent way of like bringing in, um, guests. Right. Um, and it might not work out. I don't know. And that's why it's less, or that's why it's more risky. um, but the good thing is, like, I still have time to experiment. And I, and I think, you know, I'm seeing good signs. And that's why I'm st- I'm still super optimistic, even though when you asked me three months ago, like, I probably was optimist- optimistic as well. And I also didn't have revenue. And I still don't have much revenue. Um, and I'm still optimistic because I'm not measuring <laughs> how I'm doing in MRR right now because it'd be silly. Like, I'm measuring in my success in... Uh, Okay, like two of the largest hosting players in the space reached out within 24 hours after I tweeted something that they thought was really exciting and they had like FOMO when they saw it like, okay, that's a nice sign. But it's hard to explain all the things that happened (laughs) that kind of like that, you know, the way that you measure your success every time people ask you. and. It's the same reason why, like years ago, like when I was trying to explain to people, like I had my own business or self self employed or whatever, like I just said I was unemployed <laughs> because it's just easier.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, like um, investment money from angels, even from tiny seed, is, and you know, Einer and Rob, this would be a fun conversation to have. But I believe that it's high risk capital, and I think it can be lower risk, uh, but it's still high risk. And what does that mean? It means it's entrepreneurs that take that money. I think it needs to be allocated to things that have a high payoff possibility. Yeah. Right. And if it's not, then you as the entrepreneur probably did the wrong thing. I'll just say it sounds a little harsh, but like did the wrong thing by selling part of your company to do a low risk thing. That doesn't Mm. make sense. Right. So selling part of branch to do a low risk thing, walking up and down the street just to make some extra dollars. Is a misallocation of resources. (laughs) Like, yeah, I think you needed to return something big in order for it to be worth what you did, which was sell off part of the business.
0: Yeah, I did. Like, I didn't join Tiny Seed because, like, okay, I have this uh, MVP. It works. It's okay. It's well, it'll work in three months, and then I'll spend all the Tiny Seed money on Facebook ads to like get my MR to like three thousand whatever like that that's not why i did it and i think specifically um they invested in something that they knew was risky but there are like different things that took some risk out of it and one of them was wp pusher which adds a nice floor to yep you know to the equation
1: yeah i I think it added it it was it's a safety net but i don't think it's it wasn't what it's not it's not the uh asset that's worth uh the valuation that was put on it
0: no but it's 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 wp pusher's fault that i still have 19 months of runway ahead of me and not like minus seven or something like that yeah that's right that's right which is great nothing nothing wrong with that and the money the money is, is very small and if you change the numbers it dramatically changes the runway as well as well um, but it's still it 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 means more than you think. Like when you just hear the numbers, you're like, "Oh, okay, that's not a lot of money." But when you actually have that extra money every month, like it 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 does a lot to your own way Oh yeah, that adds up. Yeah, yeah. So Great. yeah, thanks for letting me uh, <laughs> ramble. I I don't know if it made any sense, but I'm happy to to talk more about it and. Yeah, it just it it just feels good to like kind of like try to explain why why I still why I haven't given up <laughs> because yeah. for me it's like momentum is going up going up going up but f- you know from the outside it's like oh he's still not making money as less you know you just get less and less interested mm-hmm. um, which I understand mm-hmm. like it's it's why would you understand <laughs> right right yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's also like counts for my update this week and next week. Yeah, yeah. So what about you, man? What's going Uh, on? I am pushing Summit 2 to a new Heroku environment this morning. Yeah, that's exciting. That's the migration stuff we talked about two episodes ago.
1: Yeah, and I think I've had a little bit of a... you feel like you
0: have a solid plan or
1: yeah i do I, I think it was a little bit of a breakthrough yesterday i was actually talking to one customer uh through the chat and uh he said things he liked about it um he was using the current version that's out there uh summit one <laughs> and he said oh, i'll let you get back to things um I, I don't want you to have to do support for, for this version when you're gonna drop a new version soon. And I was like, Oh, that's fun. He he knows about that. He must be like a, a podcast listener or or something. But anyway, I said, Okay, out of curiosity, since you know that, like, would you mind signing up again for the new product if you had to? Like how much of a aggravation would that be? And he's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: He's like, I wouldn't mind at all. And frankly, I think the idea of having like a parallel product for a while where people can elect to migrate over would give you some interesting insights into, you know, basically treat the current 1000 signups as a list, um, Mm. that's that they've opted into and say, if you're interested, it's ready and here it is. And I think that makes sense. So I don't lose those. I don't lose that audience. And I also don't, um, take away the product from them. Um, before i'm ready to welcome them into the new restaurant to use your metaphor um, they can keep going to the old one and that's fine and when they're ready to use the new one that's fine too um and so we can just yeah we can kind of have more of a uh low low stakes switch over if you will you just have yeah that's nice i think
0: i feel like that's similar to how base kim uh have done it in in the past you know, when they launch version three like they they offer you to 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 migrate to that one and yeah. when i when i did the same thing for branch i think i just left the old the old one for like something like two or three months and then after that i looked how much activity had been in there and there was like one or two people who still had stuff running and i just you know you know talked to them yeah one by one because it's two people um, and the rest of them weren't active. So I just figured, like, if they decide to like reactivate, like, they'll just do it in a new app and maybe they won't even notice because they weren't really active in the first place.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So that, this is a
1: big, it's a big relief. I mean, first of all, to get it out there, the parallel environment decision instead of, hey, let's, let's do this tonight. We're going to switch everything over and do all the migrations and yeah. stuff um, really lets me ease into the, the, um, the release right because now i yeah. have this hidden parallel environment i can get it working smoothly i can test it you can, I can invite, folks. Well, I invite people to the beta or the alpha yeah, or whatever exactly i'm going to invite folks to an alpha version and they can kick the tires on it, it sh- i should see that it's working and i think the big thing too was um, the data feeds feature that i announced or, or demoed yesterday um, yeah that was big because the current product there's an investor version that investors can log into and they can see any portfolio companies that are connected, right? Yeah. And I hadn't built that version yet, which is really a view. And a lot of the things I'm doing with GraphQL and Hashura require, you know, a a require that you set on the request, like, who is this user? What data are they allowed to access? And the way I chose to do that was very organizationally specific for security purposes. I, I didn't want to risk anybody being able to query for data that's not theirs so like everything no. ties back to the, everything ties back to the organization yeah. that break that breaks when an investor organization is supposed to have access to you know other organizations data right and so yeah, yeah, yeah. I really needed a way to like release this in a week but I wasn't going to compromise everything that I had decided up until now to make like to hack that together. So the data feeds feature really let me move past that because what it means is that investors can initially get those data feeds. They can put them into Google Sheets. They can they can grab the data. They can they can still get access to the data. And frankly, it relieves me of the burden of an investor saying, "Hey, the view you have in Summits really cool, but what I actually need is like the average growth rate of all of my portfolio companies over the last three months." it's like, okay, I don't really want to build that as a feature. What I can do now is say, look, here's the data. <laughs> you can put it into G Sheets or Sequel, to mention um, a, another portfolio company in TinySeed. You can put it into your BI tool, right? And you can do the, the, the crunching on it, you know, because the founders have given you permission to get to retrieve that data. So I've actually relieved myself of the kind of product responsibility of building an investor tool for now. Yeah, yeah, that's you can always crazy. revisit that later. Yeah, that felt really good. <laughs> and <laughs> the data
0: ways. keeps updating, right? It does if you yeah. don't let, if you don't let it expire.
1: Yeah, if you don't let it expire, it's it's new every time they hit it. So,
0: if you paste it into Google Sheets, it won't
1: update, right? Yeah, because Google Sheets doesn't work that way. Like when you do import no. data, it actually goes and fe- does a one time fetch. But yeah. I I know that people can write. Um, Google's, you can write scripting in Google. Like a macro. Uh, or something like that. Yeah, you can do that, which probably says, you know, on page, on load of this sheet, re import yeah. the data from this feed, which would be the way <laughs> yeah, to do yeah. it. But, you know, maybe basically, you can have a little integ- integration
0: or something like that.
1: Yeah, I could actually write that little script for people and just say, hey, yeah. paste. If you want it to update every time you open the sheet with the latest and greatest, here's the script to use, paste this into here. But that's cool. Yeah, but there's so many tools to view, <laughs> to, you know, to chart. Uh, financial data in that sense that I don't yeah. need to build a portfolio product um, at least that's not yet. great so, yeah so that was huge and, and frankly the data feeds feature which I'll I'll link to the loom again in the notes yeah. yeah it's way more powerful than the original kind of share URL feature that I had and I'm excited to have more and more investors um, say you know we accept these data feeds from Summit as your application data right? Or as your data for your application. So it's kind of like in the early days of Visa or MasterCard, just credit cards in general, they had a kind of a two-sided problem. Of course, consumers like the idea of being able to carry around credit, but Mm. they had to go around to merchants, right? To say, yeah, you should accept Visa. You should accept MasterCard. You should accept, right? American Express. So what I'm going to do now is begin to go to investors that i know and and hopefully new ones as well but starting with the ones i know and say will you accept a summit data feed as as verified and authentic data right and Mm -hmm. the more investors that accept it then the more founders can just use that right as their as their uh, feed for these kinds of things
0: yeah that's that's really cool and yeah the, the the concept of signing a URL is pretty mind blowing the first time you you encounter it, but it's also super magical and it's it it's cool in these when you get to build features like
1: this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool that, you know, the URL is completely unguessable. And then even yeah. if somebody does get it, you can see that they downloaded it, it it can expire and you can revoke yeah. it. Like it's this very controlled Yeah, which is um you know, you're gonna send, you're gonna provide them with something anyway, and whether yeah. it's investors or, you know, investors or whomever it is, what I really like is the ability to just again control it. And then on the investor side, by the way, that having a consistent structure and format to data that you're getting, and knowing that mm-hmm. it comes from Stripe, albeit indirectly, or ProfitWell, or BearMetrics, or whomever, is really, really streamlining part of the process that they have to go through to make sense of your data and get it in a format they can work with and everything else right so it's kind of an rss in that sense for them where yeah yeah um so i say all that because that really i think unblocked me from saying this thing's ready to go live because from from here until it's uh out of beta (laughs) (laughs) it's uh (laughs) from here until then it's really just going to be about adding features like there's nothing fundamental like i was really mad i was really worried that with that investor view i was gonna have to do some major reworking now that i know i don't have to i was like let's just get this thing live in the current state and start to demo it for people
0: which is why you refactor your code kits come again (laughs) This is why you always refactor your code once you're done. Mm. Because then it gets much better and you realize that you can maybe, if you do it the right way, you can delete half of it. Oh, 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 code.
1: Yeah, I understand what you're saying now. I thought I heard kits because everything's a kit these days, static kit and <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, kids. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, I actually plan on doing a... Um, Kind of retrospective, just for just for fun, I'll do a thread on Twitter that that kind of shares. This is how much code I deleted. This is this is how things changed, and like do some kind of mm. comparison of the two because uh, it's incredible how much code I was able to remove once I knew the architecture that I needed. And yeah, yeah I wrote that. Da- By the way, I wrote that data feeds feature in. I want to say twenty-four hours, probably eight hours of coding. So that's pretty it was, amazing. It was it was so easy, right? Because everything else was already <laughs> but everything else was kind of correct, if you will. I didn't come to it and go, "Oh no, now I have to try to do this thing." I was like, "Wait a minute, I could use this and put it together with this." And <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it just it's great when things snap together, right? Oh man, it's the best. It's the best. Well, thanks for letting me share the latest on this. So, hopefully you'll be using summit to next week or no when you get back from vacation
0: yeah when i get back from vacation i i expect to be able to sign up for the new summit <laughs> you will that you will <laughs> awesome right, well sir. let's um call it a show and uh, we'll be back on our regular schedule next week well for the listener there'll be no change
1: yeah they're like what <laughs> it's wednesday yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah all right awesome take man care, sir take care have fun see you later Bye. Bye.